The video show is produced by Cutprint Podcast do not Network. state or reflect Executive those of the company Patsy and its Ferrer. management. Head of business Any assumptions, views, and insinuations made by the hosts or guests do not reflect those of the media show, manager, the management, management and the network. Sound engineer Listener discretion is advised. To advertise, Warning. email us at This podcast contains spoilers. Taking a photograph, or video, and audio recording is strictly prohibited inside the theater. Mahigpit pong ipinagbabawal ang paggamit ng kamera o anumang uri ng video at audio recording equipment sa loob ng tanghalan. Hello guys! Welcome to Third World Cinema Club. Uh, this is our... A continuation of our Cinemalaya coverage. I'm John Tawasil from Present Confusion. Hi, I'm Princess Kinok of Film Police Reviews. Hello, I'm DJ from ReverseDelay.net. Hi, I'm Jim of Jimmy Nicolat Ibapa. And I'm Engelbert Rafferty of Film Police Reviews. Three special premieres for Cinemalaya. The first one we'll talk about is Basurero. So, Basurero who is the the titular basorero who is played by um ano who's played by Jericho Rosales he's a ano ba yung yung basuran tinatapon niya sa dagat ay mga katawan wow so relevant sa drug war tapos one day he finds out that his his ano his neighbor was killed and um Pinapakita din kasi nito na kaya sila gumagawa ng ganitong trabaho which is, you know, uh, morally, kumbaga, repugnant, ganun. Ay dahil wala silang choice eh. Number one, mahirap sila. Pangalawa, wala silang other opportunities in life. Wala silang economic opportunities. Yung ina-applyan ni Jericho Rosales na pang-abroad, magbabayad ka pa ng 3,000 pesos na fee para lang maka, alam mo yun. Tapos hindi pa garantee na makakaalis ka. So, yun eh. Yun yung problema talaga ng mga ibang tao. Parang their limit, capitalism, kumbaga, is limiting their options. And in an unjust society, eh, kung ano-ano talaga yung gagawin. Oh. Yan. Um, what are your thoughts on Basurero, guys? Ses, nakita mo ba ang Basurero? Nakita mo ba? Yes. What did um, you think? Uh, I think 2019 siya na film. I'm not sure. Parang hinanap ko kasi kung this year ba talaga siya ni-release. Pero anyways, um, very synonymous siya dun sa universe na tinatry create ng Aswang and ng um, uh, A Thousand Cuts. Uh, pero in, in a way, ito, ibang version naman, parang ibang uh, consequences or consequence ng um, EJK or extrajudicial killings. So, yun. so, as usual, very good performance kay Jericho Rosales. Um, yun nga lang dito, ano siya, parang mukha talaga siyang basurero. Ay, hindi. Mukha talaga siyang fisherman kasi talagang mangingisla talaga siya na hinahire lang para magtapon ng basura. basura. Ah. Yes. So, yun. Um, and, ayun, uh, dito mo makikita yung predicament ng lahat ng Pilipino or siguro ng, ng lower class na 
involved sa sa EJK na you know they they have no choice they they are under orders to do that hmm. uh, and you know kasama sila sa and yung neighbor na consequence lang siya ng fact, fact na may drug uh, war sa Pilipinas and at kahit sino hindi na hindi niya kayang isolve ito ayun um <clears throat> DJ your thoughts on Basorero um i think yung pinaka notable dito for me is yung performance ni Jericho Rosales. May question ako dito parang since hindi ako familiar sa career ni Jericho, parang against type ba yung casting niya dito? Hmm. Jim, can you shed any light on lalo na sa mga past roles niya? Kanya ba yung mga roles ni Jericho? Ngayon Sorry kasi ko na panood yung basurero nang immune na panood. Ang um, alam ko lang <laughs> parang hindi Jericho, meron talaga silang ano um I may experience siya sa pangingisda kasi ah, okay. yung mga niya ay may kwesto sa palengke. Mm-hmm. So, Pero yung in terms I mean, of ano, his rules, mga rules niya. Mm-hmm. Pero in terms of yung parang medyo gritty, medyo dark yung role niya dito. Eh. Kasi di ba usually parang pang rom-com siya or I'm not sure, baka limited lang yung perspective ko. For me, sa tang yaman ba yung Nasa ano ba siya? The janitor? Ano, wala. Wala siya sa the janitor. Alagwa. Alagwa sa ka red. Ayun. Ah, alagwa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yung red na panood ko. I mean, pero iba kasi yung dating ng red eh. Iba, hindi siya, para siyang street smart, ano doon eh, operator type character, di ba, sa red. Pero di. Nasa rom-com, kahit sa forevermore, medyo ano siya doon. Alata mo mo. Walang forever. Hindi forevermore. <laughs> Ay, forevermore. <laughs> Hindi. Forevermore. Sila ni Christine Hermosa. Ay, o nga pala. Sorry. Meron nga pala silang ano. Still na forevermore. Mangga. Oh, oh, may forever meron. kasi. <laughs> forevermore. May. Analang. <laughs> Yun. In, in addition dun sa performance ng Jericho, yung, yung themes naman niya, parang malinaw naman na ano eh. Parang, I mean, marami ng nasabi dito, and na-discuss na nga siya dun sa mga docus. Pero still, parang worthwhile pa rin na, ano eh, pwede maging full-length tong short film na to eh. Parang there's enough to be discussed dun. Magsisiruin lang ako, may isa akong detail na napansin. Yung, nung naliligo si Jericho, may pinakitang scars sa likod niya. So I'm not sure if parang it's just, if that's just hinting at something. Unless may scars talaga si Jericho <laughs> rasali sa likod niya. Mm-hmm. So parang ano? bakit ba't siya may mga ganong teklat sa likod niya? Pwede rin kasi pag hindi niya ginawa yung trabaho, gugulpihin siya, gano'n. Yun yung dating sa akin. Kasi nga parang, kaya nag-interesting siya kasi usually di ba ang kinahighlight sa ganito is yung um, pamilya ng biktima or yung police, ganyan. Dito, hindi mo, parang first time kong makakita ng subject about dun sa pag-dispose ng bodies. Mm-hmm. Feeling ko, pag hindi niya nagagawa yung orders, kinugulpin muna siya at saka siya kumakaya. Kasi, ah, may, okay. kita mo yun eh, na parang he's trying to get out of that box na, ano na he was put into because wala siyang choice. Ayan. Okay. Um, sino pa? Rafi? Your thoughts on 
basurero? Ano? Kung meron? Para siyang ano? Para siyang uh, fusion between yung kay, nakalimutan ko yung pangalan ng director, Sean Ellis ata, yung Metro Manila. Aha. Tsaka ano, um, I have to mention this, yung Kinatay ni Brilliante. Ah, uh, okay. gripping yung yung approach niya to, to the filmmaking. And at the same time pala, ano, watch list yung kay Alex Alessandro De Rossi. Ganun yung naging, ano niya, feel niya towards the whole film. And it managed to do that in 17 minutes. Whereas these films, it took what? Like, an uh, more than an hour to, to yeah. get that, that, that atmospheric tension comes across. That's very, ano, that's very laudable for the director to do that. And I agree with Kuya DJ. Napakagaling ni Jericho Rosales. I think for me, yung best performance niya is sa Alagua. But then again, iba kasi yung approach niya sa Alagua. More on tatay-tatay siya dun eh. Dito talagang ano siya eh. Talagang medyo gripping, very, um, tawag dito, very neorealistic yung pag-portray niya dun sa character niya. At the same time, um, ewan ko, sobrang nakakatakot siya. Funny. Ah. And for, towards the whole film, yun yung, yun yung nag, ano, nag-stay na emotion sa akin. I was watching and I was just so scared. Parang uh, dread eh, no? Dread. Mm-mm. Tsaka, ano, it's also um, a critique about how, you know, how the government manipulates the poor in terms of, um, you know, using power and using money as a way for them to, you know, to get them to do what they want. And in this case, yun niya, the, uh, the killings. I know that many people, ano, many people found it on the nose. Parang masyado daw, ano, masyado daw. Garapal na. Um, yung obvious yung mga nangyari. Ah, okay lang yun. Reality to eh. Parang at, if you can make the presentation um, if you can make the presentation tense, kasi meron nga, may tension ka nararamdaman sa pelikula eh. Um, it's okay, at least in my view. Uh, would you, do you think it works better in this short form or would it work better as a full length? Uh, sa akin, as a short, kung kasama siya sa full length, siguro parang part, segment siya, parang ganun, ng isang mm-hmm. film, isang big film. Kung baga anthology siya. Anthology, Tapos, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, on that note, let's go to the next film, uh, Nang M, directed by uh, Suzette Ranillo. Suzette Ranillo is, this is, I think, her second film after uh, PPP 2019's Pagbalik. Um, and Nang M is about, it's based on a true story, allegedly, about this grandmother who is left alone and she's taken care of by a very kindly neighbor. Ayun. Uh, during the pandemic. Ako, <clears throat> just like Pagbalik, it's very shoddily made. May black and white siya. Ta- uh, hindi siya, ano eh, parang, hindi siya polished. It doesn't look polished. The tone is all over the place. Minsan nakakatawa, minsan it's very serious, pero the, the jumps in tone are very jarring. And ano eh, uh, pati yung font na ginagamit nila for the transitions, parang ang cheap ng itsura. But, um, yun namang consolation doon is Gloria Sevilla delivers a very excellent performance as the titular ng M. 
na although hindi talaga ganun kaganda yung pelikula, nadala, nadala ni Gloria Sevilla. Ganun siyang, ganun siyang ka-powerful sa akin. Anyway, um, any thoughts on Nang M? Siguro Jim, Jim, ikaw muna. Since you've seen this film. What did you think about this film? Uh, ako, I, I agree din. Sa sinabi mo na hindi siya polish. Tapos, agree din na si Gloria Sevilla talaga yung nagdala. Actually, siya yung nagbuhat. Oh, nung Kerry. pelikula. <laughs> oh, Kerry, diba? Yun, eh. Yan lang binuhat niya yung pelikula. Ganun, eh. uh-huh. uh, ang hanga ko kay Gloria Sevilla kasi yung mga napapanood natin na stories regarding pandemic ay yung mga sumisikat ngayon ng mga web series. No? So, nandiyan yung Game Boys, yung mga Hello uh-huh. Stranger, uh, Hello Stranger um, Love Lockdown, and then Small Talks and PGA. Diba? So, dito, parang ang ang tanong ko dito was that na-concern ako because matanda na si, ano eh, si Gloria Sevilla. Ganon. So, mayroon bang pinalo na protocol or health protocol? I believe naman meron uh, during the shoot. Ganon. And ang maganda doon, uh, game si Gloria Sevilla doon sa uh, pagganap or doon sa role na binigay sa kanya. Tapos, ang nakita ko pang diniscuss dito sa pelikula ay yung uh, melancholy ng isang matanda uh-huh. na naiwang mag-isa, di ba? So, Basta amplify ang, pa eh, no? Dahil ko uh, quarantine. Uh-huh. Tama yon. And, kumbaga, on, on my end, ang nasa isip ko, ako nga na mag-isa lang na younger years pa, di ba? Uh, nandun na yung lungkot, pwedeng umaano na yung depression, stress, whatever. Ano pa kaya sa ano eh, matanda or sa mga geriatric na, na or senior natin, di ba? So, yun ang, I think yun naman yung magandang napakita dun sa pelikula. Yeah. Which talaga namang binuhat ni Gloria Sibilia yung pelikula. Ayan. Yun lang. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts about uh, Nang M? Uh, DJ, thoughts on Nang M? Kung napanan mo? In addition dun sa mga nasabi niyo, naisip ko lang na ano, for a very straightforward story biglang medyo open ended or vague yung ending true para ko lang ba hindi nakagatsan <laughs> pero di ba it's ano supposed to be may pagkakliffhanger may pagka ah, mm-hmm. kasi well tuloy pa rin naman ang quarantine so <laughs> sa bagay <laughs> the story continues <laughs> ah. pwede mo kasing isipin na iniisip lang ba ni Nang M na bumalik na or talagang bumalik na yung katulong niya, di ba? Saka uh, yun yung maganda dun sa ano yung Nang M na siguro yung maganda na rin nakita ko sa pelikula kasi um, bihira tayo or siguro yan lang so far yung nakita kong short film or pelikula na matanda yung bida kasi usually younger. Yeah. Ayun nga, di ba? Yung mga BL series kasi na Uh, nag-emerge ngayon yun yung ano natin uh, yung mga quarantine-based series eh, no? yes uh, young leads uh, so yun okay Rafi did you see Nang M what did you think about it so we, nasabi naman na rin kasi lahat about Nang M pero gusto ko nang sabihin na sobrang bilib na bilib ako kay Gloria Sevilla as an actress kasi imagine she's been doing it since what the 50s and she's one of the oldest actresses that we have in our country and she's managed to Even with with such such a script, you know that's faulty to a to a high degree or to a high extent. You know, nakari nyo yung film. Eh. Napakal that that just shows how versatile and how talented of an actress Gloria Sevilla is. And if ever magkaran man siya ng more project, 
benefits in the future. Sana ano, many people would further recognize that you know the queen of Visayan cinema is here to stay. Yes. Kumbaga sa mobile legend si Gloria Sevilla yung carry. <laughs> Yan. Konti lang makakagas nun. <laughs> Charet. Anyway, sige. General Lezal by Chuck Gutierrez. Um, this is based on a stage play, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. By... Flor Kibayan. Flor Kibayan. It's about... General Lezal refers to Pashano Rizal, um, Jose Rizal's brother, who laments at the state of the country following Jose Rizal's death. And uh, it's also called it's a call to you know the Filipino people to walk in the steps of Rizal. It's part history lesson. It's part you know, may pagka polemic character siya for me ng konte. Pero at the end, ano inspiring naman in that in the sense na you don't need parang patay man patay man si Rizal parang his ideas of national pride para nationalism and dying for your well not necessarily dying for your country but living for your country ganun na lang is very important at in fairness nagshoot nakapag insert sila ng footage habang na, ongoing yung yung parang protesta sa UP Diliman mm. yung Manyanita protest so it's a nice touch talagang it's a product of the quarantine talaga kaya na-appreciate ko naman siya. Yan. Si Pasyano naka-zoom. <laughs> naka-zoom si Pasyano. May zoom. <laughs> 1800 zoom. <Ganun. laughs> anyway, um, uh, sige ses, Kao, your thought on, thoughts on ano, General Rizal? Um, yun. Uh, very product na siya ng quarantine era in a sense na ano, nag-monologue si Pasyano and Since everyone is not allowed to go out and watch a stage play, so it's a very good interpretation of the play being mm-hmm. done at home, you know, in front of a screen. Um, and ang galing ng pagkakagawa niya kasi kahit may ganung limitations na we can't really physically see him on stage, pero yung presence ni, ano, Nanding Yosef, yes. Nanding Yosef was very good, very convincing, very good yung dialogue, yung, yung the way that he pronunciates the dialogue. Parang feeling mo talaga he was born during that era. And very good then yung animation. Um, as usual, syempre since si Sir Chalk is very well known for his editing skills, ang ganda ng pagkaka-edit. And um, very brave then na they were able to put out an actor na walang face mask. Pero apparently may face mask pala siya nun. Ano lang, clear lang. Yeah. you know during the protest so yun so it's a very good way to be able to put out a history lesson na makak- maraming makaka-relate especially during this era and it's good na ginawa nila as a short film kasi syempre nga nowadays yung short yung attention span ng tao is very short so yun okay um, DJ your thoughts on ano General Lizal it's very moving I'm not sure if if it's the delivery or it's the message pero dama ko eh. Parang delivered the goosebumps for me eh. Um, may isa lang akong nitpick doon. Kasi parang this is another one of those historical, parang histor- history-related stories na mm-hmm. pinagtitripan na naman si Aguinalda. Ano ba? <laughs> <laughs> Kasi, well, I'm, 
at this point parang nagda-doubt na ako. Ganun ba talaga kasama si Aguinaldo? Pero for, in particular itong short film, it conveniently parang when it made the point na napanalunan natin yung revolution, it conveniently skips the fact na si Aguinaldo nagpanalo ng revolution in the first place. Eh. Parang mm-hmm. without without General Aguinaldo, hindi naman tayo aabot sa point na may aagawin mga Amerikano sa akin, sa atin eh. So parang hmm, okay, sige. <laughs> Pero, Unfair lang. Ay, sa ibang araw na lang. <laughs> Basta Say. may naalala lang ako sa history lesson nung sa revolution, pero ibang araw na lang. Sa kaya hindi naman din ako ganun ka well-read sa time na yun. So baka, baka may point naman pala talaga sila. I'll, I'll reconsider thanks to this film. <laughs> so, um... Uh, how about you, Jim? Ikaw naman, your thoughts on General Rizal? Kung meron man. Jim? Sorry, di ko na panoo. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Sige. Uh, Rafi, ikaw. Ikaw naman. Ayun, ang ano, ang resonant ng message ng General Rizal up until this very date. Kasi, come on guys, lagi pa rin tayong talo eh. I mean, we've been fighting so many wars um whether it be you know a war between the colonizers um a war between our fellow filipinos since day one and until now yan pa rin na nangyayari sa atin sa bansa natin eh. and know that this is coming up as parang tam dito parang quanto arms charot ne parang um you know parang ano naman it's about politics again but then again everything is political eh. I have to mention that. So, in, in my in, in my opinion, napaka-powerful ng uh, General Rizal, especially nung mga times na nagbe-break ng fourth wall si Pashano. You know, y- yung, yung message niya ay napaka-ano, napaka-reflective of the times. I know gamit na gamit na yan, term na yan, pero wala, eh, totoo eh. Until now, we, we have this ongoing war streets, you know, the pandemic, and at the same time, the, um, what's, you know, been happening in our society, you know, make of that what you will. And, you know, everyone is still forced to, to rally, to, to, you know, there's this desire to go out in the streets, but cannot. So, you know, we resort to virtual rallies in, you know, through Facebook or through Twitter or whatever. And wala eh, what exactly is happening? Hindi pa rin tayo nananalo. Um, oppressed pa rin tayo. We are still feeling a lot of social injustices. So yun, um, napakagaling ni Chuck Gutierrez for managing to cram those ideas within, you know, 20-something minutes. And, you know, supported by a- a- an actor that is as talented and as prolific as Nanding Josef. Wala eh. He, he, he did that. They did that. Yeah. I think part of the power comes from a kind of misdirection. Eh. Kasi yung galing na sa simula, ah okay, kausap ni si Rizal. Ah okay, history lesson. Maya-maya magulat ka na lang, ay, si Rizal pala metaphor for for me, for us, na kabataan pala. Parang, bigla lang sinasabi, pinag-aral kita, bata ka. Ay, ako pala yun. Sorry po, Lolo. Okay, ayusin ka na pa. <laughs> Ganun. <laughs> okay. So, let's go on to the, our last two films. They're both documentaries. The first one is uh, Elihia sa Paglimot, ng Paglimot. 
It's by Tops Brogada. And it chronicles the his relationship and the last days of his father who developed dementia and finally succumbed to semi-related illness later in his life. So it's about memories then, forgetting, remembering a loved one, also the process of grieving. And it's very, you know, it's a very personal film talaga. Which is fitting, I guess, I guess this, I think this is Topsy Brogada's first, first feature. Although I think he's worked before in the doc, in yung mga news and public affairs. I think he's worked before sa mga ganong classing programs. Yes, so, nag-work siya sa public affairs. Yeah, so may, may experience siya making documentaries like this. Yes. Although this is really very, a very, very personal film. Dama mo yun dun sa pagkagawa niya. So I guess, Jim, would you care to tell us a bit about what you thought about this film? I'm sorry kasi di ko siya natapos dahil nung pinapanood ko siya, nag-expire <laughs> yung access ko dun sa ano, sa tawag dito dun sa Cinemalaya. So ang nabutan ko, I think, mga 20 minutes ata nung film. Okay. So for me, it's, ano, it's an emotional film. Talagang, you know naman, when it comes to mga films or documentary about fatherhood or father, talagang it, ano talaga, it hits home, ganun. And ang, based on it on its title, di ba, Elihiyan ng Paglimot, um, nakakalungkot lalo kapag ang, yung malapit sa buhay mo, ganun, or immediate family mo, yan, tatay mo, ay, yun nga, nagsukumb sa Alzheimer's disease, di ba? So, usually, pag napapanood lang natin siya sa pelikula, like, tanging yaman, but, If it's based on um, a real uh, life story, talaga namang nakakaiyak, di ba? Kasi actually dun sa story, nakaka-relate ako because si Tops Brogada kasi uh, bat, uh, I think late na na yung parents niya ay tawag dito, na-conceive siya, ganun. So, yung tatay niya 60 na and then siya parang sa 20. So, we have the same... Ano eh, situation, kasi yung tatay ko rin buhay pa, um, nasa 70 na ako, ay nasa 20. So, uh-huh. talagang hindi nakakalayo. Ganun. So, I can relate naman doon. However, iba rin naman situation ni tatay. On his situation, ang sakit lang kasi siya yung unang nakalimutan diba nung ano, nung tatay. Kasi nga, ang layo nakagwat eh. Nung ano niya, nung uh, pag-conceive sa kanya, ganun. So, yun lang kasi hindi ko siya natapos I'm sorry yun lang yung masasabi ko talagang ano siya it's an emotional film yun DJ have you watched uh, Elihia sa Paglimot? No. no isang full length okay lang yung kaya kong panoorin tapos okay. I guess kaya ako iniwasan to kasi alam ko mabigat talaga yung ano niya yeah okay uh, Rafi your thoughts on Elihia if you've seen it ano Um, I don't have any personal experiences with Alzheimer's, with, with people with Alzheimer's disease. But I did have an experience that's somewhat similar. Yeah, reson- na, napaka, ano, napaka personal sa akin yung film. Since I, I probably mentioned this before in the previous recording, so I, I can't remember. But um, I had a grandmother who had a bilateral brain stroke when I was in second year in high school. Tapos, two years siyang paralyzed. Nandun lang siya may hospital bed kami sa bahay, no? Tapos, yung may eggshell mat. 
Tapos, although pinifisical therapy siya araw-araw, alam mo yun, yung hindi na siya nakakapagsalita eh. Nag-miss na yung dila niya. Nagkaroon ng point where eh, naka-NGT lang siya. Yung tubo sa, ano niya, sa... Uh, so, yung kinakaan niya, blended, ganyan. And at the time, I was a kid. Although I, I knew, um, you know, I, I, I had an, an idea of what right and wrong is, of what good and bad is. Parang at the time, parang hindi ko siya napaprocess. Until nung tumanda ko, tapos naaalala ko yun every time. You know, that, that those moments um, were reflective in ano in elehiya sa paglimot naalala ko lahat ng ng suffering na kanilang experience ng lola ko we had to go through so much at the time napaka-poetic ng pelikula i think that is the the most powerful thing that i noticed with elehiya it's so poetic and at the same time it brings up the importance of family of relationships of memory Kasi with with memory, ane, I think that's one of the many things that make up our personality. Probably half, if not three quarters, of our whole identity. And pag nawala mo yon, parang what's left of you? It's like you're an empty vessel. Na manage na i ane yon, i capture. I, yes, i capture ni um tops yon. And may times na nagkakrak yung, sorry, nagkakrak yung bosses ni ano, ni Tops, the way he narrates the films. So, you can't help but feel emotional with him. You know, especially for those who have experienced a, a similar situation. I can only imagine, you know, for, for those who have experienced, who have, ano, you know, family members with Alzheimer's disease, how hard it was for them to see their loved ones, you know, memories deteriorate every day. Okay. Um so yon this uh, good you know uh, encapsulation of what the film's trying to say. Um uh, let's go on. we have like 7 minutes left. Let's go to the last film. Uh, Overseas this this was directed by a Korean director but it chronicles the lives of several aspiring overseas uh, workers as they train for a possibly hard life abroad and they share the experiences with each other. Um, if you haven't read it yet, my favorite review of this film is by Kaj Palanka. It's on Letterboxd. Harapin na lang. Uh, it references a very nice book about how uh, domestic workers are parang part of you know capital na binibigay ng, ng bansa natin to other places. And may, may, may parang, parang may gender or not necessarily sexualized, I don't agree with the term, pero more parang females, mga domestic helpers, pag males naman, more manual types of labor. I guess yun yung gusto niyong pasabi. Pero yeah, it's a very illuminating review of the film. Uh, uh, and ano eh, makikita mo talaga, these are people that they're training for the worst. You see na parang yung yung pag-send natin ng mga ganito overseas it's just slavery with extra steps talaga minsan um, although you will get your share of very kind uh, employers na they treat their parang workers as humans there will always be one or two bad apples talaga that ano that uh, parang they still cling on to the, parang old fashioned beliefs that these are yung, yung parang servants in more than one meaning of the word yeah, I like that this film is trying to humanize yung, yung, that, that 
part of the film na medyo if if you do it wrong parang dehumanizing yung effect pero ang ganda ang ganda ng pagkalabas niya so it's it's probably my favorite film sa buong Cinemalaya ano lineup this year um any thoughts from you guys about overseas yan Rafi ko muna any thoughts <coughs> Ngayon, um, same din with sa'yo, Doc. Um, I think si Kaj Palaka, he was able to capture the whole essence of overseas. And just with a very, very short review about it. You know, um, for me, um, I will not try to be personal about it because I also have a personal experience. But I will say na, you know, the whole treatment that the government has done with our, uh, with our overseas Filipino workers, I think that really needs to be assessed by not just siguro by filmmakers, but many of the people here in our country. Because we, we do not realize this because um, probably uh, because many of us have privileges or whatever to, 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 to some people. Huh? But we don't realize that the OFWs they're being failed by by us fellow Filipinos because they have to work abroad. They're forced to work overseas just so that they can provide a living out of themselves, for themselves and for their families. And hindi naman talaga dapat ganon. And to think that yung towards the end, yung tal dito, yung yung hindi ko alam kung government office yon or whatever. Basta yung like. Parang POEA yun eh. Yung, yung piles of paperwork, di ba? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they were reduced to parang these are all people eh. That are they're trying to leave the country. And yung volume ng paper na yun eh, no? Oo, oh, sobrang laki eh. Ang dami talaga. Yun. So, ano siya? Hindi lang siya study in ano? Hindi lang siya study about um, our overseas Filipino workers, but at the same time, the state of employment that we have in the Philippines. Ganun ba karami sa atin ng unemployed? What is the cause of this unemployment? Kung baga, ang daming binibring up na pelikula. Yeah, I mean, uh, ano eh, um, we wouldn't be sending people overseas if we had a robust parang economy and opportunities for employment for everyone. So this is a fail, a systemic failure din ng Pilipinas itself. Parang indirectly, yun yung sinasabi din ng pelikula. Ayun. And it managed to do that no, in such a short period of time. I mean, even though the filmmaker wasn't um, tawag dito Filipino, kasi ang alam ko, Korean French siya, something like that. Pero, yeah. galing. Galing yan. DJ, your thoughts on the film? We have two and a half minutes left. Uh, as you've said, um, there's a lot to unpack um, about the themes of this film. It's a national issue, eh, kaya sobrang systemic niya, sobrang daming angulong pwedeng tinan. So, magfo-focus lang muna ako dun sa um, the way it's presented, mm-hmm. the visuals. Um, pansin ko na the camera is often orthogonal yung angles niya, meaning yeah. uh, parang nakakahon sila. Yes. So, parang nakadiorama sila palagi. And adding to that effect is yung lighting. Sobrang soft nung lighting. So, I'm sure na hindi yun yung natural lighting dun sa dun sa, dun sa places na pinakita dun sa pelikula. So, yeah. weird eh. Parang nakapresent sila na this is what we are. Ito yung parang factory of quote-unquote ng domestic workers natin. And in that way, parang na-emphasize yung pagiging dehumanized nung 
um, dehumanizing nung profession nila. But at the same time, nandun yung other aspect na binabalance na at least we're trying to professionalize what we can. What we, what, parang we do what we can given na ito yung systemic issue na hindi natin masasolve anytime soon. Yeah. Yan. So I guess that ends our coverage for the Cinemalaya Films for 2020. Uh, we look forward to seeing you all again next year. Pero of course, there will be lots of episodes of Third World Cinema Club in between that. So until next time, wow, from all of us to all of you, Cheret. Yeah. Um, we'll see you until the next episode. Yan. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Stay safe, guys. Stay, safe. Stay negative. Stay sane. This show is produced by Cutprint Podcast Network. Executive Producer Patsy Ferrer, Head of Business Development KL Carpio, Creative Director Christine Alido, Podcast and Social Media Manager Mia Escondo, Sound Engineer Erica Santa Tomas. To advertise, email us at podcast at cutprintproductions.com. Third World Cinema Club.